0: Hey y'all, welcome to Tea with Jesus, hosted by yours truly, Destiny. On today's episode, I'll be discussing what it's like to have a child with special needs, the difficulty that comes along with it, and the blessing we receive from it. Hey Mamas, so happy to be on speaking to you about a very important chapter in my life, my now three and a half year old boy, Liam. I remember like it was yesterday when I first found out I was pregnant with Liam. I was 24 with a six year old and a one and a half year old, and I was absolutely terrified. I wasn't ready to be a mom of three and honestly never planned to, but God had another plan in my life. I was married for three years, and the first year I got pregnant with my daughter, Madison Grace. We all know that newlyweds have their challenges, and as for me and my husband, we sure did. I remember being so afraid of having more kids. At the time, my fear and anxiety was at the ultimate high when it came to my kids. I was a mama bear to the max. I remember thinking, how in the world could I keep an eye on a third one? It was hard enough for two. My pregnancy for Liam was difficult. I was at a high risk for miscarriage and had to practically be on bed rest my whole pregnancy. And to top it off, I was depressed. I would blame it on the hormones, but let's be realistic. I just felt like I was not prepared and couldn't believe that this was actually happening to me. You know what's the irony in that? Is that I already had two kids, so it's not like I didn't know how to take care of children. But for some reason, I just felt more alone than ever. I was also struggling with finding my identity in Christ because I was in lukewarm water. I had just been baptized two years ago before being pregnant with Liam. I did have moments I enjoyed being pregnant with him, but most of the time I was stressed. When my sweet boy was born, I had postpartum depression. It was the most terrible feeling a mom who just gave birth can have. I knew I loved my baby boy. I just didn't know how I would be able to split my attention to three kids now. The first two to three days at the hospital with Liam, I had to rush back in and stay for another two nights because he had jaundice. My husband and I were grateful we were allowed to stay with the baby, but once again, the fear took over me. What if something happened? How could I have gone through such a tortured pregnancy just for something to happen now? But thank God Liam came out of the hospital okay. Liam struggled with stomach issues the next couple of months. He would go through several different baby formulas and have trouble passing bowel movement and vomiting until we found the right one. He was on laxatives and was severely colicky. My husband and I had to help a screaming baby use the bathroom most of the time. I didn't have a lot of help in the beginning either, so I was really struggling for six months. It was hard for me to be myself and to see the brighter side of things. I was really good at hiding the way I felt most of the time around family and friends. I tried to show them that I had it all together, but in reality, I was sleep deprived, I was depressed, and I felt so alone. I remember having moments of just randomly crying because I didn't wanna feel this way. I never got the help I so desperately needed. And today, if I can go back in time, I would tell myself to reach out for help this is a normal thing and it happens to a lot of women who don't openly speak about it i want you ladies to know that if that is you right now in this season of your life it is so important for you to reach out to a professional a family member a friend for support it will make your life so much better and help you feel more sane i promise you you are not crazy for feeling the way you feel most importantly pray fervently there is a god right there waiting for you to knock and he will answer Take out your Bible, read the Word of God, listen to worship music, surround yourself with a church community. You do not have to go through it alone. Allow yourself to be helped by others and by the Holy Spirit. Because Mama, although we think we can do it on our own, every single thing, the fact of the matter is that we can't. There is always room to grow in many things. And it does take a village to raise a child. Do not be ashamed. I once was ashamed and then I realized that God doesn't want us to do things on our own. That was never God's intention. We were called to fellowship with one another. As the months came, Liam was hitting all the milestones for his age until he no longer wasn't. He had a couple of words that he would say before he became nonverbal, such as mama, dada, no, TV, ball, star, ice team. He said, my oldest son named Logan and tried to say my daughter and mine. Then out of nowhere, we lost eye contact and he stopped talking. I noticed he wanted to play by himself and he didn't socialize with his sibling. He is definitely a mama's boy so he would always show me a lot of affection, which I loved, of course. He would hug me so tight and make a screeching noise with excitement. I just knew that he was telling me in his way that he loved me, especially when he rubbed my face oh so gently. He wanted his toys a certain way, he either had it lined up or stacked up in a pile. He hated eating foods that look mushy and he still does. He became very picky with his foods which was a shock because he loved eating everything and anything as a baby and his motor skills were off this happened gradually not in just one day at the time i was staying at home so he was always with me but i did notice these things happening and i would have discussions with my husband about it we just thought maybe he's just being a boy um he would grow out of it or he probably should just not to speak because he's not ready and that's okay we'll be patient every kid is different right but then i started to grow concerned when he turned two My other two oldest were having full-blown conversations with me at this age. I mean, it was the cutest thing. They tried so hard to say these words. They were unable to pronounce it. The cutest thing is that they tried. And you just knew exactly what they were trying to say. But not Liam. He was specific and did not socialize with other kids. I had a feeling something was up and I wanted to be wrong. My husband was in denial and didn't think anything of it. I did some research of behavior symptoms Liam had, and the first thing that came up was autism. He had most of the behaviors, not all, and I wondered, well, it's not all of them, so he should be okay, right? I mean, come on now, how many times have you been sick and Googled symptoms and regretted it instantly because you saw something that's like, oh, you know, you're dying, you have this. No, 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 in case it matters that you were not even dying, you just had a cold. (laughs) It was soon his two-year-old checkup, and a screening was conducted about the milestones he was hitting at his age as i checked off the boxes i realized most of the stuff that he was not doing yet or he no longer did them the doctor did a checkup and told me she's going to refer liam to a pediatric development specialist and a referral for early intervention and speech therapy i asked why and she told me he displayed symptoms of autism disorder, but she couldn't give me an actual diagnosis because that wasn't her field. She told me it could take up to a year to get an appointment. And I forgot to mention, during this whole time, my husband and I were in the process of purchasing a home in another state. So I had to put the checkup for Liam on pause and decided in the meantime, I'll try to teach him until we move to our home. When we moved to the state, it took a couple of months to get insurance. Once we got it, I took Liam to another doctor, told her what the first one said, And she redid the evaluation and she confirmed with the first doctor on her suggestions and her recommendations so I got to work I went through a series of appointments and evaluations with Liam only to find out that I was pregnant with my fourth I could not stop crying I remember thinking how in the world God can I do it before oh and I forgot to mention my oldest boy is 10 with ADHD and at this time my two-year-old was diagnosed with autism I was also higher risk for miscarriage with my fourth all while carrying him and taking him to his appointment. Finally, Liam was accepted for early interventions in which he received speech and occupational therapy. I then called to make the appointment with pediatric development doctors and would pray passionately over the next couple of months that he would get an appointment soon. As months began to pass, Liam was showing progress in therapy. He was responding well with certain directions, learning how to do certain things with help such as hand over hand and with his sensory issues. This was progress that was done on Liam's own time. I finally was able to make eye contact with him a little more. However, he was still nonverbal, and he still is. He did make noises, just not words. With therapy he received from the early intervention, he was finally able to point to things and show me what he wanted. This process would sometimes be frustrating because it was like playing the guessing game, which neither one of us enjoyed, until I finally just understood his sounds, body gestures, his expressions on his face what exactly he wanted, um, if he was happy, if he was frustrated, if he was afraid, and you know, just when he wanted to express his love to me and cuddle. Six months later, I received an appointment for the pediatric development specialist, which was more than an hour away from where we lived. I was eager and willing to take that drive, being seven months pregnant at the time. I believe we were there for a couple of hours, answering a series of questions as she did her evaluation on Liam. After that, she left the room with all her notes and scores. She came back in and told me Liam had level three autism. My heart stopped. This was the answer I was waiting for, but kind of knew at the same time. It was a validation, I guess you could say. My eyes got watery, and I wanted to burst out crying, but held it in like a champ. I told myself I would be. She began to give me a series of referrals for Liam and resources. As I walked out the room, I would never forget the day my life turned around. All sorts of thoughts ran through my mind. I called up my husband immediately as I got into the car and told him the news. I remember him saying, it's going to be okay, we'll be there for Liam together. That day we began to dive right into research, everything about autism. It has been now seven months since Liam received his diagnosis. Therapy works, the earlier the better. It's never too late. I witnessed firsthand how much progress Liam has shown, and till this day he continues to astonish me. I have a smart little boy. Right now he's using the AAC device in therapy and is able to communicate that way. I learned by him using that, that he knows his colors, his shades, he's able to communicate what he wants with that device. He has his days that are challenging for us, especially when he's deregulated. A lot of times, his oral sensory is off. He likes to chew things, so he chomps his teeth now. When he wants to chew something, he's like a little baby shark. If it's too loud or a specific noise he doesn't like, he covers his ears and hums, or if he's afraid, he covers his ears. When he's excited, he flaps his hands and gallops around the house like a majestic horse. It is just the cutest thing. He normally keeps himself occupied. He seems to be so intrigued by the little things we barely notice. I would say a hard part for me is getting him to take his medication when he's sick. He hates liquids and will spit it out anywhere or on whoever's in front of him. It's like wrestling with a WWE world champion fighter. I switch to everything true for him and unfortunately that requires gummy sometimes too. But when the fever kicks in, nothing will do nothing for Liam. This gets very stressful for the both of us and upsetting, especially since, you know... You want your baby to feel better and fast, the sooner the better, but it becomes challenging. Every child becomes cranky and needy when they're sick. They're like little monsters, (laughs) but you gotta love them. During this time like this, I just have to be patient and ask God to give me the strength that I need to help him and to not get frustrated or to not be tired, especially since it does take Liam a long time to go down for bed. I learned to embrace the challenges and to accept the unique brilliant mind that my mighty Liam has. I might not be able to hear that response of mommy, I love you too, but at least I feel it and see it. Liam has truly been a blessing in our lives. God knew the exact time to place him in my life. He did not make any mistake by allowing Liam to have autism. What he did was show me a different world I never knew existed. Having Liam has truly been a blessing on my life and I wouldn't change anything about him and love and just embrace everything about him. All right, well, it's been great being able to speak with you guys about my baby. Part 2 is coming up where I will be hosting my husband and getting his point of view on how it felt when he received the news of Liam being autistic and his challenges that he faced as a man. Hey, Liam. Hi. Mm-hmm. You want to say hi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you say hi? Are you happy, Liam? Are you happy, Liam? That's my Liam, my very special boy. Remember that you are loved, you are beautiful, you are forgiven, and you are way more than enough. Be blessed. Tune in next Friday for part two.